Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... It has been so long since we recorded a buck where I forgot about the Walter Cronkite voice. It's super fun for me to do, so... Like... No, I'm not knocking it. It was just, oh, fuck, that's right, he does the Cronkite voice. I had forgotten about that. Well, I used to do smooth jazz, or as you called it, my jazz, NPR. No, keep the Cronkite. Keep the Cronkite. The <laughs> like NPR the... stuff is... <laughs> no. I might experiment more, but I'll always come back to Cronkite, I guess. So. Cronkite's a good place to start. Anyway, how you doing? Pretty good, all in all. I mean, it's officially fall slash winter here which means it's cold which is nice because i like the cold better fair i like the cold better too not a lot going on i mean at time of recording we seem to have reverted major disaster which major disaster well today is the day after election day oh i i didn't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah well like i said we, we avoided, we seem to have averted major disaster for now. But, uh, I'll yeah. go look up results here after this. I, I know that in my case I've been distracted by, we didn't do a recording last week, so I have no to tell you, but uh, my basement flooded again. Fuck, I, one, I, I forgot you had a basement. Yeah, this time it's because a pipe under my bathtub exploded. So it wasn't like an accident or anything, it was just a pipe exploded. Okay, you gotta sell this house. <laughs> It's cursed. I, I'm telling you. I've had someone else tell me that before. Uh, I don't really have the, the the means to do that right now, so I just got to put up with said curse. But yeah, I'm doing a lot of working from home this last week so that the restoration people can can do what you know they need to do. And then my, my girlfriend's mother just tested positive for COVID, so she's, after making sure we're both negative, she's staying over here as well. So... She's right there, chilling on, on, like, with her tablet and whatnot, so. <laughs> so, first, we gotta establish that you do live in Idaho, and the odds that your house is built on an Indian burial ground is fairly high. Possible. Built in the 1940s, I think, so, maybe. I'm just saying 90% of Idaho is native land. Anyway, that's that's the main difficulty thing that's been on my brain. That, and I have some legal troubles, and I just... Legal troubles? Too good God, man. Yeah. Moving on to something positive, our page... Yeah, because now I'm just thinking about what the hell your homeowner's insurance must look like at this point. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, our patrons, people who actually give us money each month to talk about what we do and distract me from the woes of my own life. And the least we can do is say their names out loud, because they're so deserving. And they are. Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vay, Brandon Agnew, John Finnells, Kit Kenny, Seth Decker, Donald Lucy, Patrick Anderson, Carson Amell, Scott Rubin, Derek Takate, and Peter Cook. And if you'd like to become a member of that illustrious legion and have us read your name as well at the top of our episodes, head on over to Patreon slash Geeks with Shields. A dollar a month is like 25 cents an episode or less because sometimes we put out more stuff and it goes a long way towards helping us. Yeah, and lately we've been putting out a lot more, uh, or trying to put out a lot more bonus content for our patrons to stretch that dollar even further. Fair. Anyway, so our topic today is we're talking about the nature of filler. And I don't mean filler in a cake or a pie, even though the term probably comes from that. We're talking filler in media, television shows specifically. Now, Ulrich, what is your initial stance on this i guess i was gonna say gripe but 
I think I know that your stance isn't inherently negative, so I'm trying to be no, neutral. No, I, I feel like at some point in the last decade or so, streaming media got us twisted on the idea of filler is inherently bad. Go on. And I understood that. Well, if you recall, one of the biggest complaints a lot of people had back in the heyday of the Netflix Marvel shows, the Daredevils, the Luke Cage, the Punishers, people would complain like, oh, this is too long. There's too many episodes I have to watch. Why isn't this shorter? This episode was just filler. And I always remember thinking, why are you complaining that a show you get once a year, you get to enjoy a little bit longer? So I want to be clear about something from my perspective on this. Filler has an inherently negative vibe for me because I watched a lot of anime in high school. See, anime is its own separate beast. Except that it touches the same principle. And the point is that in anime, because of how the anime industry functions, they're usually adapting from manga. Manga is like a comic book that comes out with a 19, 20 page chapter every week. And anime, which is animation, takes a lot longer to make than that. So in order to try to give the manga time to generate more story, anime would come up with filler arcs or filler episodes, and those tended to not be written by whoever wrote the original story, and so their stories tended to be, if not outright terrible, then at the best kind of disjointed from what the actual storyline is. Yeah, and I think that kind of falls on the demarcation of when is filler good, when is filler bad. Anime gets the bad rap for filler because a season will be 600 episodes. Okay, exaggeration, but it, if a better how example... Many, how many episodes are there in like one season of Naruto or One Piece or Dragon Ball Z or any of the popular ones? 30, maybe? It was longer than that. But I, all dude, I collected, I collected One Piece in DVDs. It's, uh, it's split up into seasons that are split up into voyages, and the seasons it's currently in it's like 30th season there's just a lot of seasons and there's the other downside of filler is sometimes you get too many damn seasons which is part of the reasons i don't like anime is it's too okay one piece is a a very extreme exception it's the longest running shonen like in existence period it's been going for it just hit its i think 25 year anniversary i just went and saw the movie it was pretty good but, they made a oh fuck I don't care I was gonna say they made a movie but then I realized I know I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Well, you don't want to see that movie. That movie was. Uh, I don't complete... want to see any of the movies. I don't like One Piece. Oh, that's a whole another conversation there. But point is that that movie was a big send off to fans anyway. The thing they're making on Netflix looks like a, a lot more general audience kind of thing. Making a thing on Netflix? Yeah, live action. And so far. Oh, this is gonna be Cowboy Bebop 2.0. Got it. Mm, maybe, except that one of the big advantages we've seen already is that they've built all practical sets. They literally built the entire ship. Like, it, the amount of effort and stuff going into it is frankly surprising and gives me hope, so. Interesting. Anyways, back to filler and anime. Anyway, point is that a show like One Piece gets away with it because its very nature is a bunch of characters going on adventures on the high seas. So fillers can literally just be, hey, we found this island. Here's the adventure on this island. It lasts like five or six episodes. But 
in a lot of shows like a show like Naruto, which is legendary because it had 83, I think 83 or 86, something like that, over 80 straight episodes of filler, as in storyline that had nothing to do with the overarching story, to the point that when I went back and rewatched Naruto last year, I literally skipped the entire chunk, and you couldn't tell that you'd missed anything. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. But I think it also, kind of got a third category of, depending on the show's, the type of show, filler kind of works better or worse. Like, Well, that's what I was going to say. Having filler would feel weird. What? Having filler? Something like Game of Thrones. I disagree, and here's why. Well, because I, I, I said it, and then I thought, like, actually, I wouldn't spend, mind spending yeah. more time in this world. Where filler works, I don't think is about the world, because the world, I think, is usually built in such a way to... Okay, let me put it this way. A show that has filler that works, generally, is Avatar Last Airbender. It yeah. has a handful of filler episodes throughout the, the, the seasons. The fewest in season three, obviously. But... The what they tend to do at their best when these things kind of work is when you have a character focused show and then you have an episode that just spends time with your characters being themselves, exploring who they are. Arguably, the whole vignette episode, uh, Tales from Bossing Say, is a filler episode and that it doesn't push forward the narrative at all of Aang's journey to become Airbender or uh, an Avatar, but that's also the episode that includes Iroh just on a shopping day in Bossing Say, and a lot of people consider that one of the best moments in the whole show because yeah. of that character. So, when you've got something like, example, you mentioned the MCU, I think a lot of what sells people on the MCU in general is character interaction and the characters themselves. Less so than the actual story or the action beats or anything like that, it's the characters. So, the MCU, I feel like, and the shows associated with it, could do with filler, because generally, take for example, She-Hulk just came out, and spoilers for She-Hulk, ooh. Literally, they had an episode with Daredevil show up, and all I could think is, I want more of just Daredevil and She-Hulk doing stuff. We'll circle back to the She-Hulk thing, because She-Hulk needed more. I think, well, I'm going to say all, because Falcon and Winter Soldier is too long, Hawkeye's just right. She-Hulk could have used more. But Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, could have gotten away with it if they spent more time just doing... Because some of the best points of Falcon and Winter Soldier are just Bucky and Sam interacting and having... Yeah. Or talking with... Maybe maybe building it out a bit more. Yeah. Because that is kind of the problem I think we've talked about is a lot of these Marvel shows, you they're showing their purpose, which is we are going to introduce these characters here to save ourselves having to do it in the movies. And I think part of why WandaVision worked so much is while, yes, there was this kind of enduring mystery, it did the sitcom filler stuff like, all right, this week we're doing this episode. And you really got to spend time with these characters. So when you got to the end and Wanda had to say goodbye to everyone, you kind of got the little twinge and like, yeah, you were holding these people against their will, but I've kind of kind of bond with these characters in a way I hadn't before. Yeah, so I think that a couple things that are important to discussion. One is, what is the show's purpose, right? If your show is purpose, even if it's not intended, but it's set up the way that you're telling a very specific plot, as it were, or a story, then filler feels like you're being taken away from that, like you're being distracted from the thing that actually matters. But if your show is more, this is a character ensemble, 
then it's it works much better. Example, my favorite Star Trek is Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine was the first Star Trek to play with serialized storytelling in that there's this whole arc of the Dominion War, which lasts over basically most of the whole show, basically seasons three to seven. But does that mean that episodes that don't have to do with the Dominion War that are just the crew dealing with the weird thing that week don't work? No, they work great because the reason you come to Star Trek is not, even with Deep Space Nine, is not for the Dominion War. It's for the crew and to interact with or see these characters do things and have scenes. The Dominion War was just a really cool narrative thing happening at the same time. So that show works for it. Whereas, uh, I don't know, Rings of Power, for instance, probably wouldn't, not the way it's constructed currently, wouldn't be good with filler because the the show isn't built for character interaction outside of Elrond and Durin. It's telling a very specific kind of story. That might change going forward, but the way it is right now, it, it wouldn't be made See, better. I think Rings of Power gets away with it because the pacing was kind of just, we're going to steep in this world, which a lot of times what filler allows you to do. It allows you to feel like you're part of this world and you enjoy these characters. And I think rings of power was like we're gonna take it slow we're gonna have these long shots and we're gonna stay in these locations so even though we don't have these episodes where anything happens you're still getting to spend time with these characters and it really feels like you've got a lot of time here so i didn't feel like is i didn't feel like anything the final the when you get to that final episode you're like huh not a lot really happened this season it was just these couple big events but it felt like you went on this long journey yeah, see, I, I don't feel like anything that happened in Rings of Power was filler. I feel like... I'm not saying filler. I'm saying it achieved what filler would give you without having filler. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think one easy way to think about it is think about a sitcom, right? And how... That's where I was going to go. Yeah. Is we are now... Sitcoms are not sitcoms. We are in this 8 to 10 episode format with a lot of shows. And for the love of God, some of these need to be able to run longer. I definitely agree with that. I'm just saying that the point of a sitcom, any sitcom, is character. Like, storyline is literally not even the second most important. It's probably, like, fourth or fifth. It's, like, storyline, setting, music, hell. Like, sitcoms don't care about stories because they're completely episodic. It's about spending time with these characters, which is why when sitcoms do get a little serialized, the... The ratio is different, and I think those tend to work pretty well. So stories that are completely serious, I will say, man, streaming, I think, way went in too hard on serialization. Like, I like, I don't know, maybe a 50-50 to 70-30 ratio, not full serialization, because I don't like feeling like I'm just watching a movie that's been broken up into artificial segments. Yep, and that's one of the biggest criticisms of most streaming shows is oh this feels like movie yeah because at some point we decided that we didn't want any streaming in our limited release tv shows and i think it's most apparent like in she-hulk which wants to be a sitcom is built like a sitcom and it's like cool then if you're going to do the half hour sitcom thing you need to run 12 15 18 episodes and just have fun with this character in this world otherwise you get to the end you're like but I wanted more time with Daredevil, and I kind of wanted to explore this more, and I kind of wanted to do this more. And I won't accept for She-Hulk that any argument about, like, expense, because 
Literally, she could be She-Hulk very little of the time based on the context of the show, and it would still be fine. Like just Again, Marvel is making more than enough money. They're just getting cheap because, well, capitalism. Yeah. Like, if we look at the, the MCU shows, like, Loki definitely didn't need to have filler things. WandaVision didn't because it was built into the concept of every episode being kind of a filler episode but also not at all it was just playing on the con the 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 structure of it falcon and winter soldier mostly felt very long because the whole terrorist angle stuff was bad they, again they, i think i kind of agree that they kind of needed filler because they only had the one plot to stretch out over six episodes yeah and they just kept moving the goalpost every episode and that's when you notice like this isn't going anywhere. I mean, honestly, every time Bucky was dealing with his therapist or his PTSD or his, like, those kind of stuff, that was interesting. You could have done, like, double the amount you did of that. Yeah, no, there's definitely stuff to be done. Anyway, I haven't finished Miss Marvel, so I can't gauge on that one. Miss so. Marvel needs a bit more because Miss Marvel very much feels like there's a beginning of the season arc and an end of the season arc without a middle of the season arc in a traditional, you know, TV show format. Fair. And here's like the biggest thing that kind of popped into my mind is right now, all the streaming companies are fighting over content to, you know, fill the voids between their big releases. And it's so baffling that the reason the networks filled in the big, you know, premium uh, events in their TV thing with sitcoms because sitcoms were cheap to produce, you could get 30 episodes, and people rewatched them. Look at how much money pe these ones have spent on Friends and The Office and whatnot. Why? Because those were 20 episode comfort watches, and no one is investing in new sitcoms, and when they do, it's a 10 episode art run. Yeah, sure. It's, I... it's staring them right in the face, and it makes no damn sense to me. I would kill for a good 20 episode sitcom on any of my streaming platforms that I could turn on and watch. Well, again, I'll say, even in my case, like, I look at Trek and what Trek has been doing, and I love Trek. I've made it very clear that I'm a big Trek fan. And I have not actually watched Picard yet, so I can't gauge. But of the shows that are currently on, I like Star Trek Lower Decks, which is the weird adult animation one, because it actually feels like a Trek show where it's just, hey, here's this crew. Here they're being fun and interesting and they're doing weird things this week whereas discovery was like trying to be a completely serialized story kind of aping i don't know i can't even think of what other specific show i, I was gonna say battlestar galactica but battlestar galactica was already more closer to deep space nine and anyway so and i i was really bugged because i was like okay you've got this crew of characters but you're so busy telling this one very specific story about Anyway, about stuff that happened in season one of Discovery that we're not getting time to just have the characters bounce off each other and interact with each other, and I want more of that, <laughs> so... Yeah, I will say this, because I've been slow watching my way through the Orville, and the first two seasons get their full, I think, like, 18-episode runs, and it's really good in that they've got the big kind of, you know, season arc... But they're also kind of doing the Star Trek thing of like, and this week we're on this planet dealing with this thing. And this week we're dealing with this thing. And then season three is the condensed Hulu season where every episode feels like it's tying back to the central premise and it doesn't feel like we're getting this much downtime. Like, it feels like we're rushing towards the climax of whatever this season is. 
And it's very noticeable when you go from the big sprawling season to the truncated streaming season. And so my, my point, right, of this whole conversation is that there's no inherent goodness or badness to filler. It depends entirely on what your show is, what your selling point for the show is, and the quality of your writing. Because if you have bad filler, if you have writers who are, like, are not your regular writers writing your filler stuff, it's probably going to be bad no matter what. And that's going to put a bad taste in your mouth, which is what happens to anime all the time. And if you have good writers, then your filler episodes are going to be just episodes. People won't even attach the word filler to them. Yeah. No, my whole thought is not everything has to be 12-episode prestige TV. You can have 20 episodes of 25-minute or 30-minute TV shows to bulk out your, you know, platform. But again, I'll say that depends on on purpose cuz I would not want to see WandaVision extended at all, but I want no. she, but I want She-Hulk to be extended. So it depends entirely on what those shows and are doing. And that's where I think the problem has become is we're working with a uniform mold. Yeah. Of nothing gets more than 10 episodes, and if it gets more than 10 episodes, there's kind of this, oh, why is it so long? I mean, we could generally say that one size fits all solutions are not a thing <laughs> in general so yeah but it's just kind of annoying to see we've fallen into this and filler is treated as a bad word like man filler supported tv for decades yeah well we do you know what the most popular show apparently in like in circulation right now is it's uh yellowstone yep I'm, I'm betting you watch the same vids I did about it. but Yep. For, I've known about it for a while because it keeps popping up. I'm like, I didn't think anyone was watching that, but I'm still seeing ads. So obviously somebody is. My understanding is that Yellowstone is something like The Ranch meets 24, right? I think it's with a little bit of Dallas mixed in. Yeah, so my understanding is that that is a largely serialized show that still just has like... I mean, how long are its seasons? I didn't look this up before I brought it up. I, I think it's standard, like, 22 episodes. Yeah, that feels right. Uh, the last show I could think of that was like that, that... Okay, question. Where does Supernatural fit in this discussion? Oh, Supernatural is 100% built on the joys of filler with an overarching story to get 22 episodes. Exactly, which I feel and like... you enjoyed the hell out of it, because it had great characters that you kind of wanted to follow, and... This is this adventure. Which is why even... Back to the main plot. Well, even when the main plot was bad in the later seasons, and even when the there were fewer filler episodes, I still watched it because I like Jensen Eccles and uh, Misha Collins are hilarious to watch. So, yeah, it's like if you got actors who sell it, then you just give us a reason to hang out with them, essentially. And that's... I mean, with Supernatural, there was especially the, the interesting thing early on where it's like, okay, there's this overall story about the, the man with yellow eyes or the demon with yellow eyes and and the apocalypse and stuff. But still, I like, hey, this time we're going to go deal with some vampires. In this episode, we're going to go deal with some werewolves. this episode, we're going to yeah. deal with a Wendigo. I so. don't think I ever watched Supernatural for the overarching season plot. I was more there for the character interaction and whatever the offbeat story is going to be. Yeah. So it, it is funny that that... That 22, 24... I always imagine the 24-episode count is what I remember seeing all the time, but... Yeah. It got steadily shorter, and I think there's, again, more sinister aspects of under a certain episode, they don't have to pay writers as much, or there's all sorts of terrible behind-the-scenes. But here's the other advantage of streaming on... filler on streaming services 
if you don't like an episode, you can skip to the next one. Yeah, I will say that it, once you started padding out your season like that, I think... And, and I say this knowing that there are people in my own social circle who would balk at this. You have to be okay with weekly release schedules. It can't just Which, be drop all at once. That's a whole other thing we can get back to, because I have thoughts on that. I still think that weekly is better overall. Well, actually, I've read some studies... I don't know how scientifically strong they were, but I've read some studies that indicate that the way your memory actually functions, that a weekly show, you will remember the details better because you'll watch one episode, you have a week to gel and gestate on it, just that one, and then you see the next one. Whereas when you binge, your brain kind of just pushes it all together, yeah, and so you lose a lot more details. I don't know. I just think it's weird that even sitcoms now get truncated to like eight ten episodes which is fucking weird what was that there was the the really good one that i felt was way too short on on netflix for a while why can't i think of it i i, I know I've, I've experienced that exact thing you're talking about i just can't remember what it was freaking called and there's been a couple good ones that were like only 10 episodes a season it's funny because the, again there are some opposite examples like i could think of the end of the fucking world and i am not okay both felt like they were appropriately length so yeah those definitely work but again those were telling a very concise story yeah again purpose we've said again way too many times in this we circle back to the key thing of stop treating every streaming show the exact same they don't all have to be eight episodes yeah. Because some work in that fashion doesn't mean they all do. Filler is a tool, and like any tool, you use the right tool for the right job. And so not all shows need to be treated the same. Stop using the hammer for everything. All right. At this point, we're definitely going in circles, so let's just cut right to the ending here. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all those things that as a content creator we have to ask you to do, which I know can be very tiring especially when you're listening to a lot of podcasts at once like like me for instance but literally the the more things get shared the more that grows the more we can do that's how we got to this point from where we started and already we're bigger than i thought we'd ever be and it's really cool so yeah go do those things and you can find us on all your favorite podcasting sites or if you're looking for one easy feed that you can use to find other podcasts check out the firesidealliance.com we are there along with a bunch of other great podcasts. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can rate us and give us five stars, five out of five, whatever. It just helps us appear in the algorithm. And as more podcasts crop up, that algorithm is going to become more useful. As always, this has been Axel Wright. And it's your brother, Lord Commander Ulrich. Be sure to tune in next time. And as always, stay honorable. <laughs>